Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 49. Dear Lord and Father of us all, forgive our foolish ways. Reclothe us in our rightful mind. In purer lives thy service find. In deeper reverence praise. Hymn number 49. scriptural will be given by Shahidat from Maryland. I will read from the King James Bible, Ephesians, from Ephesians chapter 4. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love 
endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. That ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the repetition of the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Our Father, which art in heaven, our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious, hallowed be thy name, adorable one, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom is come, thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debts. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, 
and the power and the glory forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 349. Thy will, Almighty Father, thine and thine alone be ever done. For thou art life and truth and love, the great eternal Holy One. Hymn number 349. Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion. And I don't know how they keep getting better, but they do. We had a really good one this morning. So if you missed it, please catch it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. And you'll also be able to catch it on our YouTube channel, if you prefer YouTube. We have a Sunday school for children that meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. And that Sunday school has a teleconference number of its own, so that any child anywhere can attend via telephone. So if you don't live in the area, and you have a child of Sunday school age, 
call us and we'll be happy to give you the number and very happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15 where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And we have a nursery available at all of our services so you can bring the whole family. We had uh, a really good Bible study yesterday. So the next one will not be this coming Saturday, but will be in two weeks, Saturday, March 20. So mark your calendars and check our website for the study questions. And please join us 10 a.m. Saturday, March 20. And for that Bible study session, we found a really good article by Charles Spurgeon entitled, A Miniature Portrait of Joseph. We studied the life of Joseph yesterday, and it was just really wonderful, the lessons to be learned. And this article is just a really wonderful article. So you can find it featured on our website, A Miniature Portrait of Joseph by Charles Spurgeon. And we've been busy printing and mailing the Latest issue of Forum Highlights has been printed and mailed to subscribers, so you should be getting them soon if you haven't received it already. Everyone is welcome here, and that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony from Miscellaneous Writings which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that reading will be given this morning by Susan from Massachusetts. Page 409. Extract from a letter to Reverend M. B. G. Eddy. A gentleman here had hired all the most skilled doctors in the United States Nothing helped him. He was a ghost to look upon. I told him just to read my copies of your books. I talked to him, told him what he could do for himself if he but tried. He laughed at me. I was willing he should laugh, for it was very unusual for him to do this. He had your books two months and last Sunday he returned them. I wish you could see him. He is well. He is happy. And he told me he was going to write to you for the books, for himself, this week. E. E. B. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page 20 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Man. The golden text is from 1 Corinthians. Thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory. The responsive reading, 2 Corinthians and Romans, 
We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors, through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Florence will now read. From the Bible, Proverbs, the integrity of the upright shall guide them. Philippians, do all things without memories and disputings, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world. For I have learned, in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound everywhere and in all things. I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Genesis. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. And he made him a coat of many colors. And when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all his brethren, they hated him and could not speak peaceably unto him. And they took him and cast him into a pit. Then there passed by Midianites merchantmen, and they drew and lifted up Joseph out of the pit and sold Joseph to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver. And Joseph was brought down to Egypt and Potiphar an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard, 
an Egyptian, brought him off the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph, and she said, Lie with me. But he refused, and she caught him by his garment, saying, Lie with me. And he left his garment in her hand and got him out. And when his master heard the words of his wife, which she spake unto him, saying, After this manner did thy servant to me, that his wrath was kindled. And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners that were in the prison. And whatsoever they did there, he was the doer of it. And it came to pass at the end of two full years that Pharaoh dreamed. Then Pharaoh sent and called Joseph, and they brought him hastily out of the dungeon. And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I have dreamed a dream, and there is none that can interpret it. And I have heard say of thee that thou canst understand a dream to interpret it. And Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, It is not in me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. This is the thing which I have spoken unto Pharaoh, that God is about to do, he showeth unto Pharaoh. Behold, there come seven years of great plenty throughout all the land of Egypt, and there shall arise after them seven years of famine. Now therefore let Pharaoh look out a man discreet and wise, and set him over the land of Egypt. And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh, and in the eyes of all his servants. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this is, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house, and according unto thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. And Joseph's ten brethren went down to buy corn in Egypt. And Joseph saw his brethren. And Joseph said unto his brethren, Come near to me, I pray you. And they came near. And he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom ye sold into Egypt. Now therefore, be not grieved, nor angry with yourself, that ye sold me hither. 
for God did send me before you to preserve life. First Peter, for this is thankworthy, if a man for conscience toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. For what glory is it, if when he, ye be buffeted for your fault, ye shall take it patiently? But if when ye do well, and suffer for it, ye take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that ye should follow his steps. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth, who when he was reviled, reviled not again, when he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. Philippians. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Romans. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Carol will now read. I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. Man, God's spiritual idea, individual, perfect, eternal. God expresses in man the infinite idea, forever developing itself, broadening and rising higher and higher from a boundless basis. The infinite principle is reflected by the infinite idea and spiritual individuality. But the material so-called senses have no cognizance of either principle or its idea. The human capacities are enlarged and perfected in proportion as humanity gains the true conception of man and God. The divine mind is the soul of man and gives man dominion over all things. Man was not created from a material basis, nor bidden to obey material laws which spirit never made. His province is in spiritual statutes, in the higher law of mind. The admission to oneself that man is God's own likeness sets man free to master the infinite idea. This conviction shuts the door on death and opens it wide towards immortality. 
the understanding and recognition of spirit must finally come, and we may as well improve our time in solving the mysteries of being through an apprehension of divine principle. At present, we know not what man is, but we certainly shall know this when man reflects God. The enslavement of man is not legitimate. It will cease when man enters into his heritage of freedom, his God-given dominion over the material senses. Mortals will someday assert their freedom in the name of Almighty God. Then they will control their own bodies through the understanding of divine science. Dropping their present beliefs, they will recognize harmony as the spiritual reality and discord as the material unreality. We cannot fathom the nature and quality of God's creation by diving into the shallows of mortal belief. We must reverse our feeble flutterings, our efforts to find life and truth in matter, and rise above the testimony of the material senses, above the mortal to the immortal idea of God. These clearer, higher views inspire the godlike man to reach the absolute center and circumference of his being. Divine love blesses its own ideas and causes them to multiply, to manifest his power. Man is not made to till the soil. His birthright is dominion, not subjection. He is Lord of the belief in earth and heaven, himself subordinate alone to his maker. This is the science of being. In some way, sooner or later, all must rise superior to materiality, and suffering is oft the divine agent in this elevation. All things work together for good to them that love God is the dictum of Scripture. Step by step, will those who trust him find that God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Work out your own salvation is the demand of life and love, for to this end God worketh with you. Occupy till I come. Wait for your reward and be not weary in well-doing. If your endeavors are beset by fearful odds and you receive no present reward, go not back to error nor become a sluggard in the race. The human self must be evangelized. This task God demands us to accept lovingly today and to abandon so fast as practical, the material, and to work out the spiritual, which determines the outward and actual.
divine mind rightly demands man's entire obedience, affection, and strength. No reservation is made for any lesser loyalty. Obedience to truth gives man power and strength. Submission to error superinduces loss of power. Outside of this science, all is mutable. But immortal man, in accord with the divine principle of his being, God, neither sins, suffers, nor dies. The days of our pilgrimage will multiply instead of diminish when God's kingdom comes on earth. For the true way leads to life instead of to death, and earthly experience discloses the finity of error and the infinite capacities of truth in which God gives man dominion over all the earth. At all times and under all circumstances, overcome evil with good. Know thyself, and God will supply the wisdom and the occasion for a victory over evil. Clad in the panoply of love, human hatred cannot reach you. When outgrowing the old, you should not fear to put on the new. Your advancing course may provoke envy, but it will also attract respect. When error confronts you, withhold not the rebuke or the explanation which destroys error. Never breathe an immoral atmosphere unless in the attempt to purify it. Hold thoughts steadfastly to the enduring, the good, and the true, and you will bring these into your experience, proportionably to their occupancy of your thoughts. Man walks in the direction towards which he looks, and where his treasure is, there will his heart be also. If our hopes and affections are spiritual, they come from above, not from beneath, and they bear as of old the fruits of the Spirit. If the disciple is advancing spiritually, he is striving to enter in. He constantly turns away from material sense and looks towards the imperishable things of spirit. If honest, he will be in earnest from the start and gain a little each day in the right direction till at last he finishes his course with joy. Right and wrong, truth and error will be at strife in the minds of students until victory rests on the side of invincible truth. Let's now have a moment of silent prayer for our world.
Let's now sing hymn number 160. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. It matters not what be thy lot, so love doth guide. For storm or shine, pure peace is thine, whate'er be tide. Hymn number 160.
Now let's sing hymn number 93. Happy the man whose heart can rest, assured God's goodness never will cease. Each day complete with joy is blessed. God keepeth him in perfect peace. Hymn number 93. I will read from the Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being on the Correlative Passages from 1 John 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter, or its infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth, 
Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material. He is spiritual. Behold, one manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because he knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we knew that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that had this hope in him purified himself, even as he is pure. Philippians Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.